0: extra excited today because I'm sharing the origin story of joy finding and I'm heading to Paris in a couple of hours for a very special trip. One of my dearest friends is turning 40 and her husband surprised her with a weekend getaway. Guess who gets to crash their party? And guess what that has to do with you in today's episode. Stick around, for digging in. I'm Kate Woolsey, your holistic life coach and host of the Joy Finding Podcast, where we explore simple, sustainable ways to find more joy and fulfillment in your day to day. Today, I'm talking about how we can use joy finding as a tool to enrich your life while still holding space for your feelings. I'm going to share the initial inspiration for where the joy finding concept comes from, how it works as a tool to stack onto my emotional state without overriding or bypassing it and how you can use it in your life, too. Let's dig in. So let's start with where joy finding as an idea comes from. I was volunteering in high school once, and as an icebreaker, we had to go around the circle and share our most embarrassing moments. (sighs) What fun, right? This was my story. I was in kindergarten, and the class was making Play-Doh. The recipe wasn't quite right, so the teacher kept telling us to bring it back so she could redo it. So we'd get to play with it a little bit, find out it wasn't right, and be asked to return it to the bin to be fixed. Not so impressed, I opened my mouth and said, this is boring. And my teacher lost it. I was reprimanded and sent out into the hallway to think about my offense. I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but back then it was one of those core memories that just stuck with me. I remember sitting in the hallway, not the desk where our teacher usually sent naughty kids, but the hallway, right outside the fourth grade classroom where the big kids were liable to come out, point and laugh at any moment. Or at least that's what my anxious little imagination feared they would do. That was my embarrassing moment as a high schooler. So when I finished sharing it, later that day, a darling older woman came up to me and asked a follow-up question. She said, Oh, Katie, that story you told was so embarrassing. How did you ever get over that? Huh? I thought. I was a little stumped, but I went along with it. Oh, I don't know, I told her. I guess I remember going back inside the classroom, and it was snack time, and a girl offered to share some of her snack with me. Oh, she goes, very relieved. Well, that was Jesus for you. Uh, what? It took me a minute to connect the dots, but essentially what I learned that day from Rita was joy finding that the universe is always with us, always conspiring in our favor, and that when things don't go our way, we struggle to see the universe at work at all. But oftentimes, if we look around, we'll find a little sparkling happening somewhere. Not necessarily where we want to be seeing it, but somewhere. Somewhere. In this case, I had gotten into trouble for making a mistake, and afterwards came generosity and comfort from sharing. My little joy-filled micro-moment gave me a boost after my moment of embarrassment. And in these moments, it's a reminder that we're not alone. We are in fact divinely supported. We can be both embarrassed and cared for at the same time, and joy-finding is a tool that helps us see that. Maybe this has even happened to you. When everything seems to be going wrong, there is also something that's going well. Or maybe you've had that happen to you where you've got tears streaming down your face and you also let out a little belly laugh. This is joy finding at its finest. So, flashback to me in high school learning about this from Rita for the first time. I was curious. She didn't call it joy-finding. That's a name that I've since come up with. But what Rita told me resonated, right? I had a moment of hardship, and then I had support from the divine. I put it to work. I thought back on my life, searching for evidence to determine whether this principle held up. When things didn't go my way or if something bad happened, was there a glimmer of hope nearby? I wanted evidence. I reflected on a hardship and put it to the test. Essentially, when I fell down, would there be joy to be found nearby? The transition on trial here was our family move. I was going into 8th grade when my family announced we would be moving away from my childhood home, an hour away to a new city, a new school, a whole new life as I knew it. Never one to miss a chance at being dramatic, let's say, I was devastated. I told my parents they were ruining my life and expressed great disappointment and resistance to the whole situation with the extra flair only an eighth grader can really offer. Mom and dad, if you're listening, by the way, sorry about that. (laughs) But anyways, when we arrived in our new town, school started on a Wednesday. And when I sat down in the first class, a girl nearby said hello. She was cheerful, friendly, and by that Friday night, I had booked my first sleepover at her house. One class to meet my friend, two days to lock in a sleepover, that was all it took to bounce back from my life-ruining, devastating move. And that's not all. As my parents drove me over to her house, my dad recognized her last name. He mentioned that his business attorney lived in the new town of ours and had some kids, he thought. Well, of course, when we pull up to her house, it is clear that my friend and my dad's business attorney belong to the same family. What a delight. Christy and I commenced our sleepover and our parents chatted. And that was over. Today, I'm on my way to Paris to celebrate her 40th birthday. This is what I think of as synchronicity, synchronicity, At its finest, joy finding in the wild, the evidence that teaches us Gabby Bernstein was right and the universe always has your back. When things don't seem to be going our way, we are still in fact divinely supported. There is still joy to be found if we know where to look and we can still maintain our feelings until they're fully expressed and ready to shift on their own. That is to say, we can be upset, or sad, or disappointed, or grieving, and also find joy in small moments as we process those feelings. They are not mutually exclusive. They can exist at the same time. In 8th grade, after a devastating move, I was delighted to have my new friend, and it totally shifted my perspective and my pleasure It still took time to fully adjust to being in a new place, but that synchronistic turn of events gave me a boost, put a little extra air under my wings and propelled me forward with a lot more joy. Now, when I look back on that time when my parents were ruining my life, I picture my best friend and the whole thing has a totally different glow. And this not only colors how I view that experience, But it also builds resilience when I need to step into other challenging situations. Because I have the evidence and belief that the universe has my back. That there is always joy hiding in plain sight waiting to be found. That I can follow these joyful clues like little breadcrumbs until I find my way through the darkness of a difficult time without letting it break me. I can handle harder things in a way that suits me better. It helps me keep my perspective and a bit of emotional balance as I go. And perhaps you'll find it does the same for you. So now I invite you to take a look at where joy is glimmering in your life. First in the present moment and then as an inventory. Let me show you what I mean. Okay, for part one, I'd like you to ask yourself where you might be in a situation that doesn't feel like it's going your way right now. Where are you feeling a bit of resistance or disappointment or frustration? Consider what you're going through and first honor those feelings and the difficulty of the situation that you're in. And then get curious about where are little breadcrumbs of joy sparkling around nearby, either giving you the emotional encouragement to know you are supported as you proceed on your path. Or perhaps giving you an option to look at a new path and go in a different direction. Sometimes this can look like tickets to a concert scheduled right when everything else seems totally overwhelming. It could be random flowers getting delivered to your office unexpectedly when you've been pushing up against a deadline. It could be an invitation for coffee or finding your favorite perfume on sale or a little extra hug from your kiddo or cat or partner. Sometimes it's a phone call from a loved one or dinner with your family. Mundane micro moments bring the same majesty to our lives as grand gestures when we let them. Joy finding is not the size of the offering, but about the imprint it makes inside of us. It's one of those things that brings unexpected comfort and joy that brightens your heart up a little bit, just enough to remind you to keep your faith. So ask yourself, where is joy to be found amidst your difficult situation right now? And how can you leverage that as evidence that you are divinely supported and you will get through this? Okay, now part two. I encourage you to reflect back on your life at the hard times that felt uncomfortable or confronting or formative and go on a little retrospective joy-finding journey. Put this to test in your own life and see how it shakes out. When you reflect on hardships, ask yourself, what helped you get through that? Look for joy shimmering nearby. Was it encouraging you to look in a different direction for a moment to find hope or respite? Or was it pulling you towards another path altogether? If you look hard enough at hurt situations, can you find the joy? Are there people who always seem to be there holding out a hand to make things better? Are there things that always pop up and reassure you everything will be all right? Look for the evidence in your own life and lean into this. Lean into the joy that you see. Let it remind you that you are deeply, divinely supported no matter what the circumstances are in your life in this moment. You are not alone. You are held with great care by the divine. No matter what you're going through, there is enough room here for both all of your feelings and joy finding. And sometimes that joy finding is even the bud of a 28 year friendship. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm your host, Kate Woolsey. Join me next week for another episode of the Joy Finding Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave a review, or share it with a friend. And if you'd like to learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, send me an email at kate at KateWolseywellness.com. This podcast was produced by Uncharted Collective. I'm your host, Kate Woolsey. This is the Joy Finding Podcast.